Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. today i am super excited to talk to this person um first of all they're just the sweetest um second of all they do a lot of stuff in the ttrpg space um including streaming uh podcast actual play stuff producer uh now as a, one of the things that's been added so yeah if you would like to introduce yourself yeah hello everyone and thank you so much for having me seriously i love your podcast so big big fan and happy to be here with you today and chill um i am momo uh she they and i'm uh, an indigenous chickasaw and japanese content creator um i'm driven by passion for evoking emotion through storytelling and um always aim to bring my best like go big or go home right um, yeah. even though i'm at home but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like to work towards uh, creating and connecting with other marginalized folks and working towards creating a space to uplift others voices so that we can explore those creative uh storytelling you know so mm-hmm. whether it's a ttrpg uh any ttrpg uh, video games um ap's podcasts just like we're doing now like all of it like there's so much uh there's so much out there to explore, you know, like, yeah, I feel like there's yeah. beauty in all walks of life. And that's, I feel like kind of what this is about a little bit, <laughs> Yeah, you know, connecting. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's just been great to like, um, what's funny is that sometimes this happens, not every mm-hmm. time, but sometimes yeah. in our, like in our case, um, I will start to get to know somebody before having them on my show. Right, and right. um it's always hard for me in the sense that like i just want to ask you all the questions that i would ask you on my show but i'm like if i do that yeah then there's no point right? <laughs> sure. like, so it's super goes. hard to, like yeah um <laughs> so it's super hard to just like to, to contain myself um but right, right, right. um you know where I, I remember the first time that i learned of you i don't remember when it was exactly but it was you know back when i was still doing um the dreaded uh self-promo saturdays and, oh man yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i feel like you eons ago um but i, I just remember you. yeah reading your <laughs> your um little promotional blurb and and yeah. and realizing like okay yeah this is another person of color um mm-hmm. you know doing something like and that was you know i love that um yeah and i think just since then just you've always just been super supportive of a bunch of folks and yeah, yeah. i love that there's a lot of like honestly like this is such a wild thing for me because like for me in high school and just in in my young adulthood even you know um it's it, i always laugh about this because i feel now like i'm drowning in like ttrpg stuff especially mm-hmm. you know and which is great it's like there's a whole buffet out here and it's yeah. like dude high school me or young adult me like was so gatekept and mm. and like high school me would be like crying tears of joy right now like oh my god look at you like yeah. you got so many you you got, you've met so many amazing friends mm-hmm. you know like you you've um you know been able to play so many different games you know yeah. and it's like the disparity between the two experiences <laughs> is like it's a uh, it's it's like whoa it's like whiplash a little bit you know yeah. but it's awesome you know and i feel really fortunate to have made such 
like amazing friends and, you know, uh, work together with folks for amazing causes. And there yeah. are so many talented people in this space and it's, it's awesome. And I feel like I, I legitimately feel like there's room for everyone here. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has such different talents and skills that they bring that like, there's something for everyone out there, you know? Yeah. And it's it's really nice. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. So I, like two days ago, had mm-hmm. a person, just a random person, um, follow both of my Twitter profiles mm-hmm. and then started liking a bunch of different stuff. And right. then ended up messaging me and they were like, Hey, mm-hmm. like I've always wanted to try TTRPGs, but I always felt like it wasn't a space for me. And looking yeah. at your page and, and I want, I'm going to check out your podcast, like makes me yeah. want to try it finally because, oh, hell because yeah. of how inclusive you make it yeah. sound. And I was like, that's like, that's the goal, right? Like when I first yeah. started, I was like, I want people to play because I know yeah. it's for all of us. And yeah. to actually have like, you know, almost a year later, finally somebody like, at least tell me about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. such a, that's such a cool experience oh um, for sure yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's probably like the thing honestly like why i like your podcast so much Thank you. <laughs> is that you know you talk to so many different folks from mm-hmm. like so many different walks of life mm-hmm. and like that's that's what's awesome because you know like there are so many folks here that are awesome and this space is for everyone you know so long as you're like a kind good person like then this space is for you you know and um and it's 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 been it's been so freaking cool dude like if if you had asked me like years a couple years ago even you know like Mm -hmm. hey do you think you'd be you know playing ttrpgs and like making friends with a lot of awesome folks in that space i'd be like yeah you're out of your mind um like been there tried that got pushed the like out of that you know like i don't know about that okay (laughs) get (laughs) it i was like oh wait i should have asked this um yeah so it's like you know i just like i feel really fortunate i feel really fortunate and i'm glad that there's folks like you and folks like so many other people out here that are you know like bringing people in you know Mm -hmm. like like how you mentioned earlier like I'm working, uh, I, I just got brought, got brought on the team for friends who roll dice as yeah. a producer and gosh, everyone over there, like that whole team, like I've admired the hell out of them since mm-hmm. I first got onto Twitter and saw them. I'm like, wow, like these folks are doing like what I want to do. Like uh, they're doing it on a larger scale. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm a one woman show, you know, like mm-hmm. I do, <laughs> I do what yeah. I do like on my own. Right. And it's, and it's, been great and i and i feel so blessed i have amazing players which are my friends which is so freaking cool like but like um it's it's cool to join them because um you know in in their meetings when they're talking about like hey for casting calls and stuff you know like um like let's let's look at some folks who maybe haven't had some you know space some screen time let's try to pull some people in like they actively like um, you know, like I saw this before, before I felt like this, but now being behind the scenes of it, I'm like actively seeing that, you know, they're very conscious and like, Hey, you know, look at this person, like they're smaller, but they're just getting in and they're trying to play some TTRPGs, like maybe outside of D and D or, Hey, they, they, they haven't really played TTRPGs. Like let's, let's get them in here. And yeah. it's really cool to see that, like kind of the true meaning of community. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. that word gets thrown around a lot, but like there truly is a sense of community here, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think definitely within like the greater space of it, there's like mm-hmm. smaller, you know, communities uh, outside of yeah. that. And some of them overlap and some of them don't. And, um, you know, but I think, yeah, definitely there's, um, mm-hmm. there's definitely 
groups of, of fantastic people. Um, and it's the hardest part, I think, especially for people like myself, who is like, if you're mm-hmm. an introvert and, uh, you know, you have social anxiety and you hate social media um, yeah. and you come into the space and you're just like, I don't know what to do. So you just kind of right. like go with whatever the flow is. And yeah. it's very easy to get like down the path of like, this is probably not the, the flow necessarily that I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, right. which, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I met some amazing people um, mm-hmm. who are all over the space and, um, right. and I've seen other people who have been um, outed and booted out of the space, Right. you know? It's, um, yeah. So, it's, been yeah wild. It's, it's wild. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I actually just hit, I, I, I feel, I feel that so much because mm-hmm. like I just hit one year. Okay. Yeah. So like I just hit one year of doing this online because yeah. prior, prior to this, I've been just doing stuff o- offline. Mm-hmm. My, my current game that I've been streaming, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, um, it w- it started offline. Um, yeah. Me DMing for my friends. We, I was DMing for them for nine months <laughs> before yeah. we took it online, yeah. which sounds insane, but like, we're a group of friends who love to role play. We're mm-hmm. super RP heavy. And I let the players sit in the, in the first town for nine months. Yeah. This is my first campaign. I'm DMing and they're having fun. So I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt. Like, let, yeah. like you want to do quests in this town and, and form bonds in this town. Like, let's go, let's yeah. go. Like, because, uh, for me, I feel like as a, a DM or a GM or a storyteller, however you're going to um, call yourself, um, you're like a facilitator of fun or a coordinator mm-hmm. of chaos, you know, like that's what yeah. you're doing. And, you know, at the end of the day, like if so long as everyone's having a good time, like you didn't do wrong basically yeah. as a DM, you know, like everyone's going to make different calls, but uh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I, I always think back to that and, and I'll like bring up to, to my, my friends like a lot. I'm like, you know, guys, like we're, we're right now only on chapter two. <laughs> Yeah. We're on chapter two and I'm so sorry because this is like a <laughs> shoot, I think it's a seven or nine chapter campaign. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, we're gonna just five years later we'll finish this thing, we'll you know. It. Yeah. Doesn't help that I've pulled everyone's backstories like and weaved it <laughs> into the story. So it's like, you know, like we're friends, we're in this for the law. It's cool, yeah. you know. <laughs> I think that's so much fun yeah. though. Like it it, it, it I is. think that's what helps build you know, buy-in from the players to yeah. like wanting, you know, to, to play the game. And yes, of course it's fun yeah. to be with your friends, but also I think when you're really invested in the character, that yeah. helps a ton too. But yeah, Absolutely. I'm the same. Like I'm, I'm very much like a low prep uh, GM and I do a lot yeah. of improv. And so like there was Dude, a time, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was a time when I was like, all right, I have this set up for my players. I want them to like, you know, be tricked by this guy. Mm-hmm. And when I designed that part, mm. it took us eight sessions for me to introduce him because my players are like, well, what's going on with this warehouse that these people want to let us into? I'm like, well, first yeah. of all, this is not your business. Like, yeah, yeah. You're like, there's a guy over you there. You don't <laughs> belong here. Yes. <laughs> it's their fucking warehouse. Like, yeah, 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 and yeah, I, yeah. You know, they were doing like, they were just kind of like evading paying taxes to the town or whatever oh, um shoot. but it was just like it was up to like they just blew it way out of proportion and then yeah, like, they yeah, were yeah. like oh let's just help like we heard some rumors about the thing yeah. and so i'm like yeah cool like if you guys are having fun have fun exactly. and then finally the time came when i got to introduce it and i was like <laughs> oh, i've been yes. waiting so long for this 
dude i know that feeling in my soul like yeah. i know that feeling in my soul like um so much where it's like you got this because because i'm also low prep like yeah. sometimes i feel a little guilty because i'm like i should prep more like i hear about some of my other friends who are dms and like i hear about the level of prep they do and i'm like mm shit i'm like am i a bad dm like um i am so low prep my guy like yeah. i have discord channels for each player and i just like put the random notes in there and i'm just yeah. like there we go and i but i've got like i've got so much in my mind palace and like i love improv and that's like i feel like my strength really yeah. so i will pull stuff npcs places quests whatever like just out like in a second <laughs> and like yeah. I, it's clearly been good because i've had moments where they're like that was so cool you must have prepped it and i'm just like hey, let me tell yeah. you <laughs> about my special skill <laughs> of pulling it out of my ass like <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's cool though it's it and and that's what's cool is like it's it's collaborative storytelling you never yeah. know what your where your players <laughs> You know, sometimes you think like, oh, they're definitely going to approach this in this way. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, haha, nope. And yeah. just <laughs> so yeah. many times, so many times. But I love yeah. it. My buddy, uh, Elias, he runs the um, the Everrealm Adventures podcast. Mm -hmm. And he is like a super high prep. Like he's got like oh, yeah. pages of encyclopedic lore uh, for his, his – uh, campaign which is super cool um yeah. and then i was telling him because i just i just wrote my first um adventure like for people to to buy yeah, or, or just pick sweet. up Hell yeah. and uh for pathfinder and when i wrote that originally mm -hmm. to play it you know for a one shot it yeah. was like a half a page of like legit notes mm -hmm. another half a page of just like random names uh for folks um the monster stats and the maps that's all i prepped yeah, 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 yeah. the rest of it was improvised and I took yes. those, that one page of notes and the improvisation and turned it yeah. into a nine page campaign or yeah. one shot walkthrough, you know, for, for somebody sure, to for use. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's just so weird that you, you know, how our minds work that we can just like, some right. people, you know, we can do that. And other people, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. no, I need, I need all nine pages of those notes to get me through this. Yeah. Um, everyone's so different. There's nothing wrong with either one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it, it, like you said, it comes down to how people's minds work. Like people's work, minds work so differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's, and it's awesome. So yeah, then the note taker is always my, my fear. I'm just like, Oh no. Like, <laughs> what do they know that yeah. I don't know? AKA yeah. forgot. Um, that's how we ended up with the lesbian blacksmith you know that we're married yeah. you know because yeah. like i said we we've been we've been playing for nine months and a year now mm, yeah. <laughs> nine months and one year to get to a chapter two <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna shame me now it's cool whatever no, um yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> so like back in the beginning of the campaign in their first town i introduced this guy who was like he he was he was like he was the guy who knew where you could get stuff he mm. He his he had a store that was like the front of the store it was like I sell adventuring gear but like mm -hmm. I got a back room that has magic items you know wink yeah. wonk if you're my friend if you gain my trust you know maybe we could talk about that um so they built like you know relations with him and they became friendly so he's like hey so you found some uh, that Shardalyn well there's a blacksmith in Brinchander who you know um can help you out with that maybe she can craft you cool weapons or something and then I gave a name. 
yeah. nine months and one year later because this was a recent session um i didn't write that down i'm not yeah. i'm not a note taker i'm an improver yo yeah. so like <laughs> they get to brinchander finally make it there right yeah. and they're like yeah we're going to the blacksmith's place we're going to talk to that blacksmith lady dwarf it's going to be amazing they get there my dumbass forgets the name um i thought that i didn't give them a name and i just make up a name on the spot and i'm like oh yeah like i'm the dwarf blah blah blah, whatever all in character and stuff all excited like yeah excited let's go and then <laughs> they're like that wasn't the name of the person we're looking for and <laughs> in like a split second i was like oh that's my wife <laughs> i was just like who are they gonna trust yeah. like business person bu business partner not good enough Yep. I was like, I feel like if it's their partner, partner, like their partner, <laughs> then it's like, then they then they'll be like, okay, we can trust, we can trust yeah. them, you know. So, <laughs> so I was just like, and that's how she got married in one second, and we have two dwarf blacksmith lesbians, you I know, who it. are just living their best life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's so good. That's such yeah. a great like. Yeah, I mean, you just do, you know, like, well, uh, yeah. here we are. Uh, yeah this is what's happening <laughs> right yeah and i i like doing i, I like doing that stuff too because like i i have another player who and and i get it because it makes sense you meet someone you ask them their name like mm -hmm. i get it mm -hmm. but i have one player who's like notorious and he's actually the first one who who was my first dm mm -hmm. and he asks everyone their name <laughs> and every guard so so like at first, my first time that he did this, I was like, bro, really? This is like guard A. He, he doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but after he did that, now every single NPC they meet, like, I have a their whole life story in my head. Yeah. I'm like, this is so-and-so. Like, this is the the... I have a lot of dwarfs. I don't know. I'm partial to dwarfs, dude. I don't know what my deal is. I'm a dwarf in my heart. Um, yeah. Like this is so-and-so dwarf lady. She, you know, she's like, her parents are really proud of her. Her brother has a tavern in the town. And like, just I, in like, it, it feels like in seconds, I'm like the gears go and it's like, whoop, and then it's like, there's the story. And it's like, okay, yeah. sick. Like I'm ready, bro. Let's go. I'm like, come at me. I dare you to ask me the name. Ask me, coward. Let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. The first time I, I kind of messed with him and he's like, Oh yeah, what what was your name? And I and and his my player's name is John. And I was like, my name is John. <laughs> and he was like, oh, and what's his name? And I was just like Tom. And I was like bastard. <laughs> but it yeah. was it was funny. So it was it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I know names. Yeah. I'm like I'm the worst at naming. Oh, no. I'm so bad at naming. Um, yeah. I just like, even my own characters, I'm just like, I'm just going to steal a name from like a book I like or something. Right. Um, I just hate it. I really yeah. do. That's like my one like, so yeah. usually I'll just like look up like fantasy name generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do that. Just, I keep like, that up. Yeah. I keep yeah. that up when I DM now. I keep up the fantasy name generator and I'm just like, click, there it is. Pick the one I like. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's that quick and like we're, we're, we're going and it's yeah. It works good. It just yeah. doesn't work good when I don't write down the name and the player does. <laughs> right. But but it yeah. kind of does. That's how people get married, you know? It's yeah. cool. Or yeah. have family, friends, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, as a, as a GM, I'm not the best note taker either just because yeah. I don't feel like I need to be. But as a yeah. player, I try to be because, because mm. I want to be that player that's like Dude. a year, nine months later, like, what about this item you gave me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, fuck. I don't yeah. remember that. Right, right, right. The, oh the my ring gosh. of plot armor. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you gave me this ring of plot armor. Don't yeah. you remember? <laughs> don't and you remember? I heard that it like when I attune, it makes me like level 20 or something like <laughs> yeah. it's like, wait a minute. I don't know. Oh, that was before we were streaming, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let me check the bot. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my notes, January 12th, 2020. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be that menace, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. My notes are like, I feel like my notes start off good as a player, mm-hmm. but then I get so into it yeah. that like I throw the notes aside and I'm just like, yeah. let's go. I, let's play. Yeah. My problem is this. So like my I wanted to get into TTRPGs and all that, like mm-hmm. back in high school, like I said, and you know, like all the People that all the all the nerds basically that I was surrounded by were like white white nerd dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And they were all like, "No, like this isn't for you." Like, no, no, no. Like, you know, like I wanted to play magic. Like I, one day they're playing and like they're just talking. Well, they weren't even playing; they're just talking and had the cards out. And and I just like picked up one. Like we're all just casually hanging out, and I just picked up one. And I was like, "Dude, this art's so cool." He's like, "Oh my god, you can't touch the cards!" Like as if I did something like <laughs> yeah. that was like sacrilegious or something. He's yeah. like, "Oh no, you've ruined it." I'm like the like what like is it that serious i'm admiring the art you're welcome um so there's like no you can't please you wouldn't get and i'm just like yo okay whatever fine so it it was just like because of that experience it kind of like pushed me more towards online Mm -hmm. where i got into like role play like role play like forums doing like role play like games online through like long posts or chat rooms and like i would meet we would me and friends would like meet up like online friends because like there no one no one can see you no one knows no one knows yeah. if you're a girl no one knows if you're anything they don't know they don't care they they're there for your character you know yeah. and they're just like wow your character's sick and everyone just playing together you know like i don't know if like if you ever did like forum or chat like rp it's like you've mm-hmm. entered the tavern or you've entered <laughs> yeah. the bamboo forest <laughs> and it's just yeah. like you know like and so i did that i did role play for like 20 years dude like i did yeah. role play for so long my and so i think that's why i lean super like rp heavy because that's kind of like what i've done for so long yeah. so i did that and then my first ttrbg technically was vtm oh, um, nice. back in 2006 so that yeah. was like yeah i moved out to new mexico and <laughs> right i know i know okay. <laughs> i was there for like nine months because my sister was there and i was like mm-hmm. helping her out with my niece i was young and i had no like attachments anywhere so i was like yeah i'll come help you cool um so like i moved out there to help her and um i met these i met these other nerd folks and it was at verizon actually i was getting a phone i was getting a phone <laughs> at the verizon store nice. and this dude that was like setting me up with a phone like we were just ch- talking ch- casually you know like that I find that I do in, in public. I'm like, I have social anxiety, but I talk to people like, mm-hmm. cause I think it's an anxiety thing. I'll just like yeah. talk too fucking much, you know? Um, <laughs> so I was doing that and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, got to nerd stuff and dude was like, you want to come play VTM with us? And I was like, what? I was like, you're <laughs> inviting me. Let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. And it was, it was LARP though. So okay. it was, it was less TTRPG, more LARP. Yeah. But I mean, there's still dice and, and character sheets and all that involves. So it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. I'm like, like, like I've never yeah. like. It, so just to interject for just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade as a LARP yeah. game, yeah, is like something that baffles me. Oh, but really? I've never taken the time to understand how it actually works. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. It just seems yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. not like weird in like a bad way. It's just like 
it's so beyond my comprehension of like yeah, yeah, yeah. how you play a game that I just I just can't get it. But I've also right. not done any of the work to figure out. How yeah, it's so. I to- from from someone who played that before playing D anD D or any other TTRPG, I get that. Yeah. Um, because I played in 06, but then I like hadn't played since until recently mm-hmm. and like having played D and D more and then looking in other TTRPGs and then looking back and now I'm playing BTM again. I'm like, Whoa, I'm yeah. like, I feel like I'm like, I'm noob again, but like, yeah. I remember some of the stuff, like I remember more lore stuff, but mm-hmm. I totally get that. Like in what was cool about the whole like LARPing situation of it is they would tell us the location. Like yeah. think about it when you're playing TTRPGs, you're like, we're going to meet at, so-and-so's house and we're gonna play some D or whatever and so think of it that way like we're gonna meet at so-and-so's place but more like it's we're gonna we're gonna meet at x location you know and it might mm-hmm. be different predetermined locations we're gonna meet here this location represents this place yeah or so we would have like we would have different like <laughs> public locations that were public but kind of still private ish yeah. so you're not like at a starbucks like um masquerade you know what i mean like i am a tremere yeah. you know what's up <laughs> my kindred you know like yeah. you know what i mean like it's it's public but it's still kind of private because you know yeah. like yeah and we would do that in different places like represent different places and it was it was really cool and um you know you would have like your information you know on you but VTM is actually like when you think about it, it's like it's difficult. But when you actually like break it down, it's kind of an easy system. Yeah. Um, because it's it's kind of, it's kind of like failure success essentially. Right. Like if I'm gonna break it down, it's more of like failures or successes. Of course, there's criticals and all that. But if you break it down, it's it's more of did you pass or did you fail? Mm-hmm. That's really like that simple, right? Uh, abilities. You you don't have a long list of abilities like you do in D and D. Yeah. You know, what you're working with, I mean, depending on what level you are, you're going to have, like, a couple of different skill sets, you know, a couple of different mm-hmm. skills, you know. So you kind of, like, know your skill set. And it's, um, yeah, it's 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 not too bad. But I totally understand that it can be daunting because mm-hmm. for me getting back into it, it was daunting for me as, like, yeah. someone who's played before. <laughs> yeah. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, too, like, the the book the rule book is like oh, it's yeah, yeah. very lore dense. Yeah. And then so I think it's just one of those things like you're just like okay. But I think it, it it's similar yeah. in that way like that game um like Call of Cthulhu Delta Green things like yeah. that where it's like there's a lot of rules and stuff that yes they're there but you're right. also going to have sessions where mm-hmm. 75% of the session is literally just playing your character just role playing. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you roll a die. Um, yeah. And and I think that that is such a fun way to play because it's like there's there's a structure here if you need it Um, for sure but otherwise you just just play your character you're just having exactly that's that's definitely how vtm is i'll say it is definitely like that and i I feel bad sometimes like i always say to my players sometimes i'm like i'm like i'm sorry we didn't have combat this session like because because i'll get so rp heavy and then i'm like oh shit i should have them roll for something uh (laughs) like uh oh yeah we have dice huh um so because even though we play online i told them i'm all you know like i trust y'all like we're all friends here like if you have Mm. cool ass dice that you want to roll like roll them like i'm not going to force people to play digital if you want to use digital you can do that too but like um really i just want people to be happy and be having a good time and i know that like i've got some sick ass dice that like yeah that i want to roll you know so yeah, I, yeah like and I, I almost never use a digital die system 
Yeah, I rarely do. I've I've played at some tables where like that's the rule where it's like everyone is using digital dice. And I'm like, man, like I get it. But like at the same time, I kind of don't like because I also feel like there has to be a certain level of trust between like the players and the DM. If you don't, yeah. I strongly feel if you don't trust your DM, you should not be at that table. And I feel yeah, like 100%. if you don't trust your players, then you shouldn't have that player at your table too. Yeah. It's like, it's a two way street. So mm-hmm. yeah. And if you can't trust them to roll something, do so some bill as roll dice. Like that's kind of a, not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things. Like I think is like one of the more, uh, like blurred lines things of, of mm-hmm. the Twitter spaces. Like there's sometimes, yeah. like I posted a thing about playing a Star Wars game and like random people yeah. who, one, don't follow me, two, never met. Oh my gosh. Like, and they'll be like, I'll run a game for you. And I'm like, I, we don't even know each other. Yeah, um, like, I don't know who you are. So like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I think it's just, uh, yeah. yeah, no, not okay. Um, and I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. That's a tricky thing. But I think it is. I think, too, you know, being people of color, like, there's already a, uh, a trust yeah. issue there, like a risk that we're like always evaluating going into space with strangers. For sure. Absolutely. And yeah. It's, it, you really have yeah. to like be cautious of that because you don't know what you're getting yeah. into. I've heard, yeah. you know, plenty of stories on my show of like people being like, you know, I got cast in this thing and then now I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. this problem because, um, yeah, it's a group full of white people or inconsiderate people or whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally true. Yeah. I've had, uh, I've had a lot of people approach me and my, um, like Twitter DMS and like, I often miss it because I totally miss the top where it's like message requests. Yeah. And I looked at that like a week ago and I was just like, Oh, haha. Oops. Um, (laughs) Oops. Um, and I saw like, I was like, oh, there's uh, I was like, I feel bad. But at the same time, like, I also like I like I'll look at I, I will look at them and like, you mm. know, kind of see like kind of vet them yeah. and and I'll see and I'm like, what are you putting out? Like, um, you know, what are you currently putting out? Like and I don't want like I have a personal rule, too, where like if uh, if I'm going to be on a stream, especially like if I'm going to be on a stream, like. I will not be the only POC person. Mm-hmm. I will not be yeah. the only marginalized person there because yeah. that for me, it feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's gotta be at least one other person, like, because yeah. I'm not going to be someone's token, you know, yeah. I'm not going to be the, like the diversity hire. Like we brought you on because we're trying to diversity and it's like, nah, mm-hmm. dude, like, that's not it. Like if you're casting people, there's no excuse to not have a diverse cast and you know like it's it is difficult because like i've had situations you know where um you know i've played with with folks of non-color and Mm -hmm. there are things that there are things sometimes that some people don't understand Mm -hmm. there are things sometimes that some folks do not get you know um you know such as like listening to people of color's concerns or, you know, like listening and really hearing, you know, someone's concerns or kind of lived experiences if they're they're trying to share that insight with someone. Yeah. Like sometimes people get so like head of their butt <laughs> or, you know, they get so focused on like w- what their, I don't know, vision or whatever is, you know, that it's like, you know, yeah, it's it's a can be tricky to navigate. Um, 
I can say the first time I played at an all POC table was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was super amazing because um, it, it just felt like there was such a level of comfort where everyone here at the table, like we all are past a certain foundation of understanding. Yeah. Like we all, and we all came from different walks of life, Yeah, but we all like, you could feel like the lack of tension. You could feel like the, the kind of like how everyone was at, relaxed with each other. And like, this was like my first time meeting any of the folks in the group mm -hmm. and they were all so chill with me. And like, everyone was just so chill with each other. Yeah. And it was like, shit, this is nice. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like I, I can compare it. What I can compare it to is like, I can compare it to like being queer. Like, yeah. you know, being for me, being with a woman is different than being with a dude because mm -hmm. with a dude, like there's a certain level of communication that we have to work out because yeah. that's a dude and I'm a woman. And there's going to be some things that like, that they're not going to be able to understand about me as a, as a woman. But mm -hmm. like for me, if I'm in a, when I'm with a woman, there's like, we, we start like one level up already. Like yeah. we're not starting level one. We, we're like starting level three. Shoot. Maybe yeah. we start level four and we have a feet, you know, like there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain level of understanding there that yeah. like, it's, it's like unspoken understanding that like you already kind of see each other eye to eye on yeah. because of your lived experiences, you know, and POS like different, the total different multitudes of POC, we all have such different experiences, but I think having those experiences, you know, and having those, you know, experiences while they may be different, how they sometimes share similarities. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of what like gives way to that like level of like, Hey, like I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, so yeah. it's, it, it was really nice. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, wow. I was like, this, this is so nice. And like, you know, um, I was like, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. It's, it's, there's so many awesome people out there, like mm -hmm. of all of literally all walks of life. There are mm -hmm. so many amazing folks out there and yeah it's it's freaking awesome dude like i yeah. love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think it's one of those things like i you know at its like root level like we all understand being marginalized being othered yeah exactly and i think yeah that that you know coming from that position i think if you're at least a an empathetic considerate person then you understand like i don't yeah. want other people to feel this way either mm -hmm. and so when we're all walking into the room like we don't want other people to to hurt because of something that we can create yeah. it definitely makes a difference um exactly. and yeah i mean i think like you know for instance when i was younger and the uh the talk of like legalizing gay marriage came up right. to me it was just like a given like yeah of course right because i can yeah. i can think back right to a time yeah. when like i'm i'm uh born of a biracial couple like mm -hmm. when there's a there was a time not that long yeah. ago yeah. that that would have been illegal right um, right and and it and it really wasn't that long ago thank uh, you yeah it's, yeah it's not like i i feel like people forget that a lot of the stuff that like our country wants us to think was so long ago was really not that like, long dude, that ago like fucking 1950 like yeah you know, like even 1900 is really in the grand scheme of things it's like that's too that's you know, too that's soon. That's a couple grandparents. Like that's really yeah. Not that long if ago. that dude, like yeah. my mom was born in 1952. Yeah. So like you know, like it's it's to me, it's not that long ago. Mm -hmm. You know, 
like all this stuff, like, you know, it's, it's not that long ago, you know, like, like with natives, like natives could not legally practice their religion or cultures until 1978. Yeah. Dude, 78, like that's crazy. That's the year my sister was born. Yeah. Like that's insane, dude. And then it had to get amended in 1994, 1994. Yeah. To be amended, to be like, oopsie, we left some shit out. Like we Mm -hmm. said, you could practice your stuff, you know, your first amendment, right. But we left some stuff that we, that you can't do. So we just, we're going to like fix that now in 1994. Like they don't teach you that in school. They're like, no Thanksgiving and the the Indians, they welcomed the pilgrims and everyone ate a turkey. And it's just like, (laughs) but not really. (laughs) and then they put all the pictures like like how have you i'm sure you've seen how they're like some of the pictures that they have in color they'll show in black and white where it's just Mm -hmm. like this was so long ago and it's like "Mm, get out of here with that like this is not long ago (laughs) like i hate it (laughs) Uh, yeah it's awful and it is yeah absolutely wild Uh hey y'all it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just you know go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe. Uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Um, but we we've talked a little bit about it as we've gone through, and I just um, yeah. you know, I just it was enjoying our conversation, so I didn't stop yeah, you. Sorry, but, sorry uh, for getting off tangents. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, but. I do want to ask, like, when did you first get introduced to nerd stuff? Oh, first introduced to nerd stuff, period. Dude, Mm -hmm. we're going to take it back to when I was four and we're going to take it back to Duck Hunt. Okay. Nice. When I got my (laughs) NES, well, my sister got the NES. Let's be honest. It was hers (laughs) because I was four. Mm -hmm. Um, She got the NES and it was, we got one cartridge that had Mario and Duck Hunt on it. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. we got. That's what we had. We were thankful for it. And I could only play the first level of Mario because the second level's music scared the crud out of me. (laughs) So like the music had me so like, oh my god scared out of my like yeah skin right i'm just like trying to play as a little four-year-old and i'm just like i die right away 
and That's so funny that like so music duck hunt that way it did dude the, the music had me like super terrified I, and, yeah. and it was so like i don't know like i guess it could be scary for a little kid uh if i played it now i'd be all right i think but uh, yeah. <laughs> so duck hunt you know mm-hmm. duck hunt was my jam and i didn't mm-hmm. even care that the dog laughed at me i was like oh it's a dog like hey dog like, oh, like yeah. i want a dog cool like i was just having a good time you know and mm-hmm. my sister was a speed runner though so i also like to watch her play and she would speed run the hell out of mario because i mean if when i think back on it like that was the one game we had so mm. of course she's gonna play the shit out of it you know yeah so dude I, I would sit there and i would like watch her speed run that shit and i'd be like amazed she knew like which tunnel to go down to like speed run that shit mm-hmm. and i was just like in awe i was like wow like I, I had the little syndrome, the little sister syndrome of like, my sister's the coolest. Like I want, I was the annoying little sister where I was like, I want to do what she's doing. Like I, I admire her so much. She's so cool. Wow. Like, yeah. you know, and that's when, that's when my nerd fixation started and it did not ever stop. It just, <laughs> just kept going, you know, uh, never ending story, you know, um, the Hobbit, the cartoon version of the Hobbit. Yeah, I remember that. That's that's my Hobbit right there. <laughs> well, not my Hobbit so much because I uh, I like to Gollum a lot. Like that's <laughs> I, I rewatched the hell out of that scene of like when when the when the Hobbit meets uh, Gollum and he's like yeah. my precious yeah. and he just like does the riddles with them and he and he gets fooled and I'm like I would literally I'd rewind that and I'd rewatch it. I'm like yes, this is my favorite character. Like I love this guy, you know. And yeah. it just kept going like and then it turned into like books like reading any kind of fantasy book like i could get my hands on and video games continuation with final fantasy i am a massive jrpg final fantasy nerd (laughs) like i love final fantasy um I love anything vampires. Like I'm just, dude. I'm just like I'm just a nerd. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Which is crazy to see that now people are like, oh, being a nerd's cool, and I'm like, fuck, I see my ass kicked. Like, (laughs) what the hell, man? Like, (laughs) like I'm happy that kids aren't. I mean, kids are probably getting their ass kicked for different things, but I'm like, man, like (laughs) it's it's such a wild switch up, you know? Like it's 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 crazy, you know? Back. Back in my day, we wanted right. to watch anime. We had to get the bootleg <laughs> VHS. <laughs> we yeah. didn't. Co- we couldn't get anime shirts from Hot Topic. <laughs> we got other things from Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, like I. <laughs> yeah, that's such yeah. a yeah. Hot Topic took a wild turn too, dude. Uh, right from, from back in the day. Right? So okay, um, you don't have to tell me this if you want to, but like, when were you born? Oh, I was born in 1987. <laughs> Oh, wow. I honestly thought you were like 10 years younger than me. Oh, (laughs) we are essentially the same age. Um, Oh, hey, me too. Yeah, I'm 34 and I'll be 35 in next month. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, for sure. Then Uh, Hot Topic, when it first came out, was like straight goth emo clothes. And Um, I loved it. And I loved it. I loved it so much. (laughs) And now it's like. Uh, pop culture yeah story. it's wild it's yeah. i think which too, i mean there's nothing wrong with it. it's just it's just funny how yeah. that's like that has such a drastic change from what it was before right dude for reals like and i think too like a part of my identity crisis i'll call it is like my sister is nine years older than me yeah so like a lot of what i also experienced <laughs> i feel like 
I wouldn't have experienced yeah. if I didn't have like an, a sister around the age I did. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm sometimes like between where I'm like, I relate with she's gen X and I'm like, I relate with this stuff. And I'm like, I shouldn't know about this or I shouldn't have been involved in that. Cause yeah. I was, a, I was a baboo, you know, <laughs> but here I was, you know, like, you know, um, I, like I said, I love the hell out of my, my big sister. And so yeah. I, all the stuff that she was doing, I was like, yeah, cool. So it's a, it's a wild experience. Yeah. yeah. My brother, <laughs> my brother is 16 months older than me. And oh, okay. for a long time, it was like yeah. me, like he, he did wrestling. I did wrestling. Like he yeah. played football when he got to high school. I, I played football when I got to high school. Yeah. And then like. I think probably like at the end of our fresh, my freshman year, his sophomore year is mm. we just like diverted. And that's when oh. he was like, like became like a super weeb and he was like oh, way really? hardcore into anime. And he also yeah. like listened to like metal, like nineties metal. Oh, and I was like, this is trash music. And, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, but then I'm listening to, um, you know, like AFI and like, oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, shit yeah, like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. it was just like, that's fine. I don't think yeah. about that. <laughs> so we like both listen to rock, but it's like different, yeah, you know, yeah. different and, styles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was just so funny just to see like, because there was a certain point we just like became like totally we became a contentious brotherhood. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was always so much like b- bigger than me. Like he was just physically built. Yeah. Different. And yeah. he got lazy, and I kept mm-hmm. working out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tried to. Um, content warning for for minor violence for the next thirty seconds. But he tried to like he tried to like choke me, and I oh threw him against the fridge. Yeah, yeah. And then he kneed me in the stomach, and I was I was literally doing like four hundred crunches a day at that point, and I just yeah, laughed yeah, in yeah. his face. And then he, he was like, "Bro, <laughs> he never <laughs> messed with me again after that." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it was just like such a like siblings are so weird in it, that way. For I'm sure, just like, for how sure. you can be raised by the same person. Um, yeah. And then end up completely different. Oh, you know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's how, that's how my younger brother and I are. Like yeah. we, we, he's three years younger than me. We literally grew up throughout the whole same environment mm-hmm. and we could not be any more different than we are. Like yeah. we don't have a relationship. I do not talk to him. Like it's yeah. bad, but like yeah. we are so different and um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, you know, like my sister, she's super cool. Um, she, she, she definitely disliked having a, a little sister who thought she was the coolest shit ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> cause she was always like, go away. She would, yeah. she would like throw her freaking size 11 shoes at me. My <laughs> sister's, she's in like an Amazon woman. She's tall as hell. Like she's six one oh, and I'm like five, four. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to be big, but I'm yeah. small over here. <laughs> um, it's cool. I wear like platform boots, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it's like, um, I don't know. Life's, life's kind of crazy like that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> what can for you do? Sure. <laughs> for sure. Where, um, so like, where did you grow up then? Did you grow up in, on the West coast? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up in San Diego. I was born and in raised San in San Diego and, um, I've lived in a couple other States, uh, as an adult, um, mm-hmm. You know, but I always, my ass always ends up back in California, dude. Like, yeah. I always end up back in Cali, which is cool because, like, I love California. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, born and raised in San Diego um, was a, a wild time, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Grew up in, like, not great places of San Diego. Um, yeah. You know, like, stuff was uh, very, uh, like, rough, but, you know, like... Uh, 
yeah, life's kind of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you talked a little bit about like specifically like the white male nerds giving mm-hmm. you issues when it came to that stuff. Like, did you experience yeah. other types of, um, like discrimination and stuff as well, just in that school or did, was there other, I mean, it's tough, right? Because yeah, I understand that, you know, being mixed, like we yeah. always kind of deal with that identity issue anyway. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but did you like, was there other people around you that you at least felt that you could uh, relate to or that you really bonded with in that way? Um, so I have like massive identity crisis. This is like going to sound really fucked up um so like the discrimination unfortunately like the discrimination started in kindergarten oh i'm sure so like the school i went to was predominantly uh white and hispanic (laughs) and so i was the only kid that was looking like me um so at first the Hispanic kids were like, hey, you can come hang out with us. And I was like, yeah. cool. But then they yeah. all realized I don't speak Spanish. And then they're just like, wait. <laughs> and I was like, ha ha, T. <laughs> yeah. And then they were just like, get out of here. And I was just yeah. like, shit. <laughs> um, and then like the white kids. And this sounds so fucked up when I think about it. I'm like, dude, kindergartners. Yo, like yeah, kindergartners sure. were, were taught to be racist. That sucks. That's horrible. Like it's yeah. fucked up. Um, so like the white kids though, like they didn't like the redheaded girl mm-hmm. in the class. So like yeah. me and her became friends. We were like the, the outcasts. Yeah. Um, and so that happened, but then being in San Diego and I didn't realize this until like I was an adult, I didn't realize, Oh, San Diego is a very military town. I didn't realize yeah. this. So like I would make these friends with other outcasts and they would all move away. Oh, <laughs> so no. it's like, so that's, this would always happen. So she shortly after moved away and I was just like, shit, I'm on my own. And then like, next year would come around and you meet new kids and stuff. And so I would, I would always make friends with the other kids who were the minority essentially, or were the outcasts at the school, you know? Um, and like the neighborhoods that I, I grew up in were heavily, you know, uh, white or Hispanic. So like, I didn't grow up a lot around a lot of Asian kids, you know, like growing up, like, Um, I had, you know, I had a lot of black friends or mixed friends, you know, and because like, (laughs) it's, it's like, it's kind of like when you're being othered, like how you said earlier, you know, like that feeling of being othered, like, it's kind of like you bond over it a little bit where like, you're both being othered and you're just like, man, fuck them. Like, you know, and like, we be friends, you know, and that's, um, kind of what, what my experience was, you know, I either went through like phases of not having friends um because kids were really shitty um you know because the other side of you know not only being a minority but being poor which means your clothes suck which means you get teased for that like you know or not having whatever you know um and also like being just a small kid makes it makes you like an easy target to get picked on and get your ass kicked and so it's like (laughs) it's like all those different things and like yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I guess like the one place I always felt like I kind of belonged was like with the outcasts or like, yeah. you know, like the misfits, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so I always like, I think I bond with like other folks who have like felt or experienced like similar kind of situations, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, sure. yeah. so yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's. It sucks. Yeah. It definitely. It like being somebody 
who doesn't look like anybody else in mm -hmm. your school is can be an awful experience for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think now that you say that, now I'm like thinking back on it because we didn't have like, I don't think we really had very many like Asian mm -hmm. American families where I grew mm -hmm. up, but we did get exchange students quite a yeah. bit. And, and I feel like, and I mean, you know, I was a high school boy, but like right. specifically the Asian girls and I always mm -hmm. got along in that sense mm -hmm. of just like, and you know we were different yeah. than everybody else um yeah different in a different way but we were different right. um yeah and, it's like uh, that difference that other <laughs> that yeah, othering yeah. kind yeah. of makes it's kind of like your trauma bonding a little like bro it's fucked yeah. up but like <laughs> yeah. you know like like i mean it's kind of good in a sense because yeah. it's good to it's good to have that relatability with somebody you know and not feel so like alone so mm -hmm. yeah and like kids were always so confused by what the fuck am i yeah like so that that would be like the big one because like if i go outside which like i will get tanned so quickly yeah. and get really dark dude and <laughs> i i stay indoors a lot because my work i'm indoors you know i'm at a yeah. desk after work i'm on my computer so like <laughs> you know like yeah. i glow in the dark right now naturally <laughs> i don't glow in the dark i actually have color right now but the camera just doesn't show that <laughs> ring light now but yes light, yeah. right and so like kids will get super confused by me because like i'd either I, I look i look so different depending on like am i tan right now or am i not because then mm -hmm. they'd be like so confused like you look more asian or you look more native or like so yeah. like it, it was a lot of kids would say to me because they would right away a lot of times be like oh you're you're asian like go back to your country go back. and i'm like <laughs> um actually <laughs> you're in my country <laughs> like yeah. i'm native american and then it was like they're like oh okay we'll switch it up then <laughs> and i'm like no no you, you don't really have to do that hold up i'm just like ah shit <laughs> yeah, yeah God, kids suck dude <laughs> yeah they're fucking awful <laughs> kids no like there's there's it, it comes down to like what they're kind of taught and like mm -hmm. i think what's good about the internet though I, I will say is that a lot of kids who get brainwashed by their parents having access to the internet i think that there's more or what i see is i see more kids who are like grow up in these like bigoted families having access to the internet and their mind being opened up to like other stuff and like what's really going on in the world like yeah i think that's kind of helping to break the cycle you know like helping to break the cycle kids younger more younger people are becoming educated early on about things that they wouldn't know outside their little small town or outside their home you know so yeah and it's not for every, it's not like all of the kids, there's still bigoted kids out there, but like, at least like, I feel like I see more like, you know, kids who are like, they're like, oh shit, like my parents are piece of shit racist, but like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> like, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, I, I, my heart always goes out to them. Like when yeah. I see like the TikToks or the social medias where it's like, I'm in, I'm in this house of, you know. Like my parents are racist and I hate it and this is so tough and like I don't feel this way and I'm like my heart goes out to those kids because like um like I get I get that too because like while I'm a POC like I was raised by my brother's dad who's Greek mm -hmm. and they had uh they had gay friends mm -hmm. they had uh black friends they had friends who were you know black and white and married you know and yeah. so in my mind growing up I thought like they're not 
homophobic. They're not racist, but haha, jokes on me. People do severe mental gymnastics. Yeah. And so I come to find out like in their thought, it was like, no, it's okay for other people, but it's not okay for us was kind not of my their, yeah. exactly. So I was like, Oh my God, like I feel for those kids. Cause I'm like, I know, I know how that is. And I'm like, but I'm glad that they actually have open minds to see like the way that my parents are trying to teach me is bad. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> Did you, um, so my friend DK, uh, mm-hmm. they are TTRPG performer. They do a bunch of stuff, but they, yeah. when they were on the show, they talked about, cause I grew up in San Diego as well, that they oh, were yeah. part of a, like an LGBTQ coalition or something mm-hmm. in their school. Was that like in your school? Oh, dude, they did not have that shit in my school. I don't even think that thing was that. I don't even think that was a thing when I was going to school, period. I've heard, I've heard, yeah, of like GSAs. And I'm like, GSA? I'm like, we didn't have that. We just like, I just thought girls were cute and I kept it to myself. Like, <laughs> like you know, like yeah. I knew that the dude in my color guard team was gay and we didn't, I mean, he was very open about it. And I was like, you're cool and safe with me, bro. Yeah. But I was still like, I can't tell anybody. I think girls are cute. Cause like, I can't look a girl in the eye. Cause she's going to know she's going to be like <laughs> that bitch gay. Like, you know, like I was just like, yeah, a GSA would have been amazing when I went to school. Yeah. Would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, they didn't have that. Not, I guess I was not, not in back in my day. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, same here. Uh, right. DK is like four or five years younger than us. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was just curious about that. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's good that it's a thing now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, I, um, yeah, like the, I, I love that that's a thing, you know, um, I feel like, you know, we realize our sexualities like younger than people might think, mm-hmm. you know, um, and like, I think it's I think it's good that, you know, there there is that representation in the media, you know, in a in in like you see like in younger cartoons like you know like sometimes super conservative folks are like oh gay stuff shouldn't be shown to children but it's like okay but like you know you're super okay with showing you know with 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 talking about babies getting married to other babies or like or talking about how your son who's like a toddler is you know like flirting with a girl or i'm just like come on now like okay with twilight yeah, like it's okay, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, it's okay if it's hetero, but like, <laughs> you know, and and but if it's it's gay and it's tame, they like are up in arms, and it's like, honestly, that represent representation matters so much, and that representation matters so much because, like, you know, I think it will help, you know, kids who like, you know, maybe feel some kind of things that they that that they're like, like for me, I was like. I was like, I can't tell anybody this. <laughs> I was like, no way in hell can I tell anyone this, yeah. you know? And you kind of like, you know, keep that shit inside. And definitely it'd be better to like be able to be out and safe about it, at least with some, somebody, you know, like rather yeah. than nobody. You it, know? I mean, if you don't mind talking about it, like when, yeah. when did you finally decide to come out? Was that in college or? Um, yeah. Like for me, it was like in my, in my like 
after like after I turned 18 and got the fuck out of the house, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like after I turned like literally, dude, I turned 18. Like the day I turned 18, um, I was out. Like yeah. I was like, bye. Like I will break free from this racist homophobic house. Like I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Like, you know, um, and I got the fuck out of there. Um yeah. with like the clothes on my back. And I was like, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. Um yeah and and that's that's when like i i kind of started to kind of i guess like find out who i was like mm-hmm. i went through i went through some like tough situations that like when like when i think about it and talk about it or like on paper like it sounds so weird like growing up like i didn't have a lot of choices whether those lack of choices were due to you know poverty or whether those lack of choices were due to abusive parents is like i i there were so many things which this sounds so stupid, whether it's like the meal you're going to eat. It's like, this is what you're eating, you know, mm-hmm. take it or leave it, yeah. <laughs> you know, like this yeah. is what you're eating. You don't need it now. You can eat it later. That's cool. It'll still be here waiting for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so all those, those little things that like when I was like 18 before, like that I couldn't make choices about, like when I turned 18 and I got out and I like had to make choices, like going to the grocery store my first time dude like that was like that was a feat i was just like oh my god i was paralyzed by choice mm-hmm. i was like i don't know what to i don't know what to pick i was in the grocery store for hours yeah. and my friend took me and i was like what should i get and i and i kept i kept like referring to my friend i was like hey dude so like this this he was like nope he's like you're picking everything you have to make these choices like you've gotta like you've gotta learn how to do this and i'm just like yeah i'm like i'm not used to this like but it was a it was a good experience i'm like it sounds so stupid but like um yeah it's it's just like weird shit like that (laughs) you know yeah it's uh it's i mean i can imagine that being tough like i i grew up in a single parent household my mom is the one that raised me yeah um and yeah, it definitely like I think that you that stuff sits with you, right? Like it does, yeah. You know, um, of course now I as a as an adult, like I've learned a lot more about myself too. To I was thinking about yeah. today, um, because like I don't like I don't like yelling or screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't like if in my old job because mm-hmm. it used to happen a lot with right. coworkers. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would uh, it would like, it turns me into like a child. Like it, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. like, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want yeah. this to stop. Like, I want yeah. the doors closed. But also, yeah. I have hypersensitivity to sound. And so I'm like, mm, 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 mm-hmm. is it one or two or is it both <laughs> of like, yeah. some of this is autism. Some of this is, yeah. is it's your, it's trauma. Um, yeah. But all of this is probably both of those things. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. It, yeah. It's, it's just, you know. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we go through that stuff as as mm-hmm. as kids and it's like one of those things, you know, especially now as a parent, I just try mm-hmm. to be better. It's hard, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. For those who have kids, uh it gets tough <laughs> a lot, especially <laughs> yeah. when they're toddlers. Um I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but I'm you sure like for certain. I think for me it was just like, you know, I wanted to to be better, to provide more, to to give mm-hmm. them space, you know. Yeah. To, to give them an example of like, yeah, this is what we can be, right? Which yeah, is, I mean, absolutely. a lot of like what the show is, is just like, yeah, you know, I will bring on people from different walks of life and we'll talk and we'll have conversations and accept each other. Um, yeah. and it's not about like, you know, you're wrong for 
X, right. Y, and Z. It's just yeah. your people. You know, exactly. People yeah. Live their life and be safe. Yeah. And like sharing those like different experiences and like kind of connecting and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think like, yeah, once I hit 18, like that's when I started to kind of discover and kind of think about like, who am I? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, who am I? Like, I've had so many people like my whole life tell me who I am. Yeah. you know like tell me and and which were which were all negative things you know right. yeah, so yeah. that was the other thing like you're dealing like dealing with like you know your whole life like people telling you such negative things of who you are who they mm. they say you are and kind of you hear things so much you kind of start to accept it you know yeah. so like turning 18 like i had to like really kind of learn no who who am i you know mm. like who am i and like kind of like learn to love myself and like yeah. You know, like I'll be super honest, dude. Like I didn't really love myself until like I hit 30, mm-hmm. you know, like it, yeah. it took me that many years, like from 18 to 30 to like finally be in a place where I'm like, fuck yeah, I love myself. Like I yeah. love who I am. Like, and to kind of, you know, like work through those like self hate things and, you know, work through the identity crisis. of like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. all the bullshit and everything, you know? And it's like, um, and it's it's wild it's cool it's so good though like like how you said like you're giving your kids like different examples and like allowing them to like that space to explore who they are because i think you know that's that's just going to help set them up for like success you know yeah yeah which i think i mean like to talk about like good representation i've noticed Mm -hmm. like a lot it seems like a lot lately you've been able to do a lot of things that have been like um you know, celebrating your identity. Yeah. Um, like for example, like playing in the Coyote and Crow game. Yeah. Is, I mean, that's so fun. Dude, cool. that was so amazing. Like honestly, like that was such such an awesome um experience. That's something that like as a kid growing up, there was zero. There was literally not one positive thing in the media that I had as a kid growing up for natives there was not not a thing we got pocahontas and them singing savages like fuck (laughs) off like you know like that's what we got you know like oh we got like in peter pam they encounter again like the what makes the red man red like like yeah it's bad dude like um, it's yeah it's it's bad and it's like um so having that like honestly like when I got my Coyote and Crow book, like, uh, like, I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I was just like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. Like, you know, cause first off, like, like when I said, like when I, when I had, when I turned 18, like I had to work through kind of like that self-hate and that like kids teasing me so much made me feel like ashamed of who I am. Yeah. You know, sure. yeah. like they made me feel like ashamed of, of who I am. And it's like, it's wild when you think about it because it's like, you know, not only did like the U.S., trying to erase us like literally erase us um um is like then you have these kids you know who are learning from their parents to be racist piece of shit mm-hmm. and then it, it's then in turn it's feeding back into that like systemic racism shit of you know let's erase these people you know yeah, like yeah. let's erase them make them feel ashamed make them not want to connect with their roots you know and so like i did a lot of like kind of working through that and you know reconnecting and like decolonizing essentially you know um and so 
it's it's like super nice it's like super nice now to like i have native friends now and it's so it's so nice to have that like you know i uh i go i I before the panini like i was going back to oklahoma like once a year (laughs) where my tribe got forcefully relocated to to like we have an annual gathering there you know that you know it's really cool and um yeah it's playing kiting crow was amazing and to play you know at a table that was like 99 percent indigenous was fucking awesome and there's going to be a season two so (laughs) (laughs) you know like i don't know if i can say that but i said it (laughs) (laughs) um and you know i'm also working with tttrpg um for we're 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 working on something now and nikki's awesome dude nikki reached out to me um uh, she reached out to me and hit me up and was like, Hey, like, I want to do something for, um, for November, which is, you know, like, um, uh, Native American Heritage Month, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I want to do something for, for November. Um, and she reached out to me. She's like, I want to help organize and do this. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, it's so nice to get a message like that from someone who's not indigenous, who's yeah. like, I want to help do the work to like make something happen in that time. Like we're in June I think she reached out to me last month and she's reaching yeah. about for November. And I'm like, it's such a nice difference in, in what we experienced for AIP and black history month. Like just mm-hmm. <laughs> was it's, it's like black history month was an absolute shit show, you know, when it comes to like Twitch and like media and stuff, yeah. you know, and, and everything, it felt like, you know, like I, I felt bad. I was like, I was like telling my black friends, I was like, look, just take June. It's cool. The gays will take July. Like it's awesome. You know, like honestly, you guys should get just June too. Like it all, it all you know, like it's take two months. Fuck it. You know, like because yeah. this country was built by stolen people on stolen land. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Take two months. Take them all. Shit. Yeah. Every like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. So so it was nice. I was like, fuck. Like this is a nice change to have someone, um, you know, reach out um and and want to like hey let's do something like we want to do something for the whole month like we don't want to just do like a one-time thing let's do something big and i'm like fuck yeah so i'm out here like natives where are you at in the ttrpg (laughs) space like honestly hit me up let's go like let's uh let's do something awesome you know and it's um yeah i feel like yeah having that positive representation has been amazing um and yeah reconnecting i've had to do a lot of reconnecting you know with my indigenous side and also with my japanese side um because i didn't grow up with my dad who's japanese so like that's been a whole other reconnecting stuff (laughs) of of fun times you know um so the identity crisis is real (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) it's tough i mean that's like i think for me one of the coolest things has been um because you know for one, like just being a black person in a place yeah. where there wasn't a lot of black people, that was already like you're an outcast. But yeah, then yeah, yeah. I, my interest lied in like, like I was saying, like, you know, email music and like alternative right, right, stuff. Right, right, right. And yeah. so now, you know, seeing a bunch of other black folks in their 30s who are like, yeah, yeah I fucked with this back in the day. Hell like, yeah. Yes, this is the best. Like, these are my people, like Jordan yeah. and DK. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's the greatest thing. Um, yeah. To the point where I was like, I I told them both, I was like, I have this dream of like just starting a podcast where the three of us just talk about all these songs that we used to love. Because yeah. one, I think it would just be amazing just to hang yeah. out. Right? Two, like it would drive people crazy to have three yeah. black people talking about, <laughs> talking about you, like. Hey, you, you know, got to get Noir in that on too, okay? Brand new, oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> Noir is also yeah. right there with us <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> when it comes like, to the emo music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah God, there's this uh fantastic um tiktok creator uh named furious nay and mm-hmm. she does these videos where she's like her in like 2003 and she like yes. jamming out to a song in her car and then her mom she's like my black house mom oh, and her mom's looking yes at fucking- <laughs> yes yeah yeah. yeah 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 i love that I it's like the one where it's like it. the different phases she goes yeah, through yeah. and her yeah. mom just keeps giving her a look yeah. and i'm like it. yeah that's it's fucking just- hilarious it's yeah that's such yeah. a good tiktok <laughs> yeah for sure but i, I mean i think it, it's just one of those things like now that we're and, you know, it sucks that it takes this long for us to get here, right? But right, right. Now that we have the time to like reflect on this stuff, yeah, look back unpack. and enjoy things, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like enjoy things in just a very holistic way. I think right. this is such a beautiful thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's so liberating for me to be able to like talk about the stuff and like you know not have to feel like I have to conform to like. Right. And overly testosterone masculinity and like, right. you know, just to be able to enjoy things and enjoy yeah. life. And like, I, th- I just love that. And I love that people mm-hmm. now are kind of at this stage of like, you know, I think we all go through different parts of it, but like, For you know, sure. more people being able to say like, yeah, I, I, like you said, like, I love myself and I love, yeah. you know, what I represent and what I can do. And I think that's just the best. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that too. Like, honestly, like I have struggled with self-hate man. And like, so I know it's difficult to like say that and to like really mean like I love myself. So like, I, I love that, you know, a good part of this community, like I know that there's, there's doo-doo in the community, but like (laughs) I just avoid it and evade that shit. Like if I get a bad feeling from someone, I evade the hell out of that shit. And I've been spot on so far on evading some people, which is I'm thankful. But like, um, yeah, like it, you got to love yourself. And, yeah. you know, like I love I love to see other folks, aw- awesome folks loving themselves, too. Like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> like a lot of my friends are like, yeah, hey, you're 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 hype. And I'm like, like you're hyping people. And I'm like, yeah, because like I want to like. I know how tough it is. Like, so if my little bit of like, hell yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like go on with your bad self, love yourself. Fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. if, if that's going to help someone like do it, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I always feel like if you can do something to like help someone, then just fucking do it. Like it's easy, especially if it's something that's like, it's no skin off your back. Like, yeah. w- like what does it take for me to like say something nice to someone or do something kind to someone else? You know, like, it literally doesn't cost me anything. It literally doesn't do any difficulty to me to just be nice and be kind. So just be nice and be good. Like it's that yeah. easy folks. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's Honestly, really that easy. <laughs> like <yeah>. I promise, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think too, like, I think, you know, I'll say this too. Like, I think one thing for me and I'm sure it's for a lot of people, like, I don't care what, like if somebody comes out of nowhere and just says like a nice thing about me or whatever, yeah. like I don't care what your following is. Like if you're taking the time to say something nice to me, like yeah. fuck yeah. Like that's the best. And I and the same yeah. to the same extent, like I love doing that. Like anytime right. I have positive feedback or something for somebody, I'm always like, even if it's not my own, like because right. sometimes I'm just bad about like, you know, doing that. But other for times sure. like I'll just hear like somebody be like, Oh yeah, like so and so show is so cool. And I'm like, hey, um, my friend said your show is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and like just the reaction yeah, yeah. that that gives people, like the the, right? the love, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we should, we should do more of that. 
Um, yeah, one of my one of my friends, um, she, she was like saying like she's like I feel like the weird friend who like I want to talk to my friends and I want to tell my friends like something cool about them, but I feel awkward about it. And I'm like, girl, me too. And I'm like, but just do it anyways. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I I've gotten. I feel like once you hit thirty, you gain a new superpower of. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know, like the older you get, the less fucks you give. <laughs> and, you know, because I in, in my 20s, I was like, man, I'm never going to be there. Man, like I, I knew people older than me that like were so liberated and carefree. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, like I want that so bad. I'm never going to get there. So like when I got there, I was <laughs> like, oh, yes, let's go. And I, I've, I've kind of just <laughs> gone like full throttle of like, you know, like fuck what other people think like do you like be a good person like be nice if someone thinks you're a fucking weirdo because you're telling them like hey i love what you make or hey like your hair looks cool or i like your shoes or whatever the fuck kind of nice stuff you're telling them if they if someone thinks you're weirdo fuck them like you're being nice (laughs) and (laughs) like at the end of the day i'd rather be a nice weirdo than like a jackass yeah piece of shit so like you know like (laughs) like embrace the weirdo (laughs) if you feel like if you feel anxiety or like some someone's gonna think you're weird fuck it man if they think you're weird that's on them that's a them problem that's not a you problem like you're awesome you're out here doing the dark lord's work you know being a nice person (laughs) (laughs) exactly embrace the weird yeah yeah hell yeah (laughs) i I think i think that's the perfect perfect place to end the recording but um Yeah. yeah i i'm so excited that we finally got to sit down and talk um, yeah, me you too, know, dude. in in the same sense, like we were just obviously just talking about it, but like the yeah. you know you saying nice things uh, to me, um, yeah, it meant the world to me, and I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, yeah, I love yeah. I love the hell out of your podcast. It's awesome. Thank like you honestly, so much. yeah, yeah, thank it's, you. It's a good shit, and I'm I was like, oh my god, you want to talk to me? <laughs> yes, little of me. Oh shit! Like yeah, yeah. Hell I was yeah. like, I would love to talk to you. Like hell yeah, yeah. Like, Awesome. I mean, so um, what are, do you have anything that you want to plug or you want to tell people where to find you? Sure. You can find me over on the Twitter space at a minstrel's tale. You can find me over on Twitch at minstrel's tale. Uh, leave out the A cause I'm a dumbass. And <laughs> um, uh, yeah, upcoming things. Um, so upcoming next week, I do believe I will be hosting uh, producing my own uh, charity stream, which will be like the first one I'm kind of doing on my own. Mm-hmm. I wasn't originally going to be a player, but everyone I reached out to, all my friends that I reached out to to be like, hey, you want to play this charity game? was like, yeah, I get to play with you. And I was just like, haha, actually. And then since <laughs> everyone said the same thing, I was like, yes, I'm playing now. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be Wednesdays. It's going to be the 22nd, 29th, and July 6th. It will be a true a true story of an American cryptid. It's going to be using Call of Cthulhu and it's going to take place in the 1920s in the South, minus all the problematic shit. Mm. Um, And so far, we're a bunch of folks who deal with spirits Mm. and spirits, aka bootlegging and ghosts. And um, it it takes place in Louisiana. And uh, we're going to be raising money for the uh, Southern Equality, help our fellow gays down in the South because they need it <laughs> um yeah, yeah. no kidding <laughs> yeah that's yeah, they need it um so yeah that that's what we'll be doing uh i won't be dming thank goodness i'll be being a player <laughs> 
but that's that's what I've got coming up for the most part, other than my Rhyme of the Frost mating game, which you can find Saturdays on my channel at 6 p.m. PST. Um, but yeah, I I guessed all over the place. Yeah. I'll be working on friends who rolled dice, doing producing and running tech. Um, and yeah, like always, always down to meet chill, awesome, nice folks and collab. And, you know, um, yeah, like that's where you can find me. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you again so much for, for coming on the show and, and hanging yeah. out and, and telling your stories and sharing. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me. It's It's been a lot of fun letting me share my tales with you, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. <laughs> Thanks. Just a wandering minstrel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's it. Just a wandered moseyed on in here. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. <laughs>